Honestly, I can't believe it either. I can't do festivals, uh, man. Well, I, I, can't, I can't believe I'm going to You're going to feel so though. old there, dude. What's, you know what? Why don't we start the show right today? now? I, I hadn't planned on it, but why don't we get into it? Sure. I want to get into you, buddy. It's good to see your face. <laughs> good to see you too, man. I, you know, I was uh, thinking about the show earlier, and I and like a and I and it was really unfortunate because a, a really awesome made up jingle came into my brain on oh. the spot, and now and that means I'll never get back to it yeah, ever again. Fart in the wind, man. But uh, here we are. It's Gearbuds <laughs> Podcast One Hundred plus the silly number sixty nine. One hundred sixty nine. Hi, Dave. Hey, what's up? I'm Henry. That's Dave. Hi. This is our show, Gearbuds Podcast, episode 169. We like to do this thing every week together. <sighs> I'm happy to be doing this. And, yeah, man. And getting this out into the world happy with you. Happy Friday. Happy Monday to our listeners. But happy, happy Friday to you. Happy Monday to anyone who's... Or any... You know what? It could be any day Or maybe week. Tuesday if, uh, you know, if, it, if we have upload problems You're, again, too. <laughs> Blame Squarespace Blame directly, Squarespace. not the sponsor. Sorry of this if you episode. couldn't get your uh, uh, get your fix on Monday. I so. almost had a little breakdown. Henry was was rage texting me, and I was like, "Dude, it's, it'll work out, man. It either happens or it won't." You Anywho, <laughs> we're back. Here's your reminder that cables are tone tubes. Thank you for listening. Follow us on the su- stuff. Subscribe all the stuff. Email us at the stuff gearbuddspodcast at gmail dot com and we'll shout out if you reach out i wanted to say uh, i was looking at some statistics recently which i hadn't done in a while i like to check in on on who's listening and where they're doing it and you know the numbers are 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 quite healthy bigger than ever and i wanted to say i noticed i I like to uh, you'll know this dave i like to check in on where our listeners which countries they come from oh cool and i noticed an uptick in our german audience really so i just wanted to see a feeder zang to all of our uh german listeners out there because didn't didn't know we had so many friends and, and fans out there so awesome. nice to nice to see you and uh let's get into some stuff oh you and i were talking about this a little one dave fender fender's in a little, little hot water legally yeah, this in, is an interesting in those europine countries uh, Fender is facing a class action lawsuit by a UK consumer advocacy group alleging it overcharged millions of customers for guitars. Right. Did you check out that article? I did, and it some of it didn't make sense to me because, yeah. you know, we're over here in capitalist USA where mm. I'm like, charge as much as you want for something, and if people want to buy it, they'll buy it. So mm. tell me, explain to me and our audience a little more about like what, what's going on. With well, that. so just, in, just a little background, they were already fined back in 2020 4.5 million pounds for illegally preventing online price discounts so they've been they were recently sort of fined for doing the opposite of what they were now accused of doing themselves in in some ways this the uk's they're called the uh, competition and markets authority which are the ones who issued their original fine say that fender took part in an illegal practice known as resale price maintenance Adding that it found evidence Fender had on occasion pressurized retailers to raise their online prices after being tipped off that they were not towing the line. As a result, guitar buyers may have paid substantially more for their guitars than they should have. A new press release states, "You can actually sign up online right now. It's you know like yeah, how I got that like class action random face, yeah Facebook money. If you bought a Fender guitar." From 2013 through 2019, and and from what I've read, it seems like it had to have been brand new, right? Like, new, but not necessarily in the UK. Like you could have bought yeah. it anywhere new. Between 2013 and 2019, there's a there's a website you can go and sign up and join the party. I did have a, a 2017 jazz bass for a little while that I just flipped, but I don't know if that counts. I don't think I've. Had, I'm trying to think through my brain. I haven't had any new. And I did buy it new, actually. Dude, sign up because Sweetwater was having a sale and i said if i buy this i can flip it for more money i remember you should you should sign you should sign maybe i will sign up and then we'll follow the we'll follow along and do a little update in the symphony uh, whenever that happens may have to remind me to uh, do that yeah maybe i'll try to find that link and send it to you cool Uh, another little update this is a a story that we featured i don't know i couldn't be couldn't begin to tell you which episode it was you'll remember dave uh it was back in october ish we talked about uh, guess who and BTO legend Randy Bachman mm-hmm. and this story about his Gretsch and how he was like trying to find his original Gretsch where he, you know, did American Woman and all yeah, his original right. songs. It was in 1957, 6120. <clears throat> 
he bought the guitar, if you don't remember, back in 1963 at the age of 20, used it, blah, 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 uh, got stolen in a Toronto area Holiday Inn in 1976 after he left it attended for just five minutes. He was like crazy hardcore about keeping the guitar with him all the time. Got stolen. Uh, spent decades trying to locate it, became the world's foremost Gretsch collector, buying like every single freaking old guitar yeah, from that. Just, like had every other serial number, right. all this stuff. Spazzing was out. contacted in 2020 by uh, this famous uh, Japanese guitarist uh, named Takeshi, and it tur- he had the 6120. They, long story short, they just finally, due to COVID delays, had the handoff where really because because he loved the guitar so much this. Uh, Japanese guitarist Takeshi was like, Hey, uh, can I, you know, you got to get me like this specific thing. Like I want basically like it's a like trade? serial number neighbor in trade. And then, so Randy Bachman just so happened to have like the serial number two before it they, okay. and they just traded on stage. They played live on stage together. No happy way. Ending. That's yeah. pretty cool. He got the guitar back. I like that. I'm so it's, I, my heart was so, so warm. Yeah. And it, and it needed some more. I mean, look, we hear all the time, and I always feel bad when people post, like, hey, I'm just trying to find my old, you know, jazz master from like 1965. Oh, and like, right. it's like, dude, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's nice that like you you have the internet now to be able to do that. But you're like, they're yeah. like, I lost it in 1985 or something. It was stolen. Exactly. It's really sad when it's stolen. But if sometimes they just sell it and want it back, and it's like, eh. That's that's a tough one. That's, man. that's a real tough one. You're yeah. gonna, and if you do find that again, you're gonna you're gonna pay a pretty. Did you penny. say his was stolen or it was just it he was had stolen? Sto- it was okay. Yeah. So that's a nice story then. Yeah, like four, forty-five years wow. ago, and that's crazy. and just got it back, and uh, and they actually played American Woman on stage nice. together. Uh, the, here's a little for future Dave's doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a documentary about it about the whole thing about the whole thing. oh i'm in yeah. dude yeah uh Keep so randy bachman said i am never ever going to take it out of my house again Smart. about the guitar except so. for when he just played it on stage no, well that's when he just oh got is it. that when they like that was literally when he oh, got that's the hand so off. Funny, yeah man. yeah that's great man what a cool story Went to japan to get it no shit uh speaking of dude oh yeah i, I watched this little mini doc about guitar center really it was basically it was this uh it's a like a business youtube channel that does sort of in-depth looks on oh, the rise sure. and fall companies. of different types of companies, yeah. whatever. And I, it was about Guitar Center. But th- that th- I learned something. I don't know if you if you know this. Uh, Guitar Center was originally, in their, uh, they're originally from California. The original Guitar Center was actually called Organ Center. I did not know that. It was an organ store. No shit. And then after the uh, it was like British Invasion, Beatles took over, a Vox rep got in contact with the guy who owned it and was like, yo, Vox amps are going to be the next huge wave. Be our dealer, do the whole thing. Yeah, they changed the name to Vox Center. No way. Yeah. Did they still have organs at the time? Yes. Okay. And then we specifically sell organs and Voxes. Went to Guitar Center. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, then they're probably like, "Well, we have the amps, so we might as well carry some guitars." Get some guitars in the. In the is that the house. Hollywood store? Is that the first it was, one? It was not in Hollywood. It was. So, it was maybe Carlsbad. I can't. I can't okay. honestly. I can't remember where exactly yeah. where it was, but I, I don't. I would have remembered if it was Hollywood. Should have. I should have written that down. Uh, so that I thought that was a little neat little neat little fact. Where did the symphony I, in here? I can imagine the logo. Organ Center? Organ Center? Yeah. <laughs> you still throw that it's same big, guitar in the middle. It's of the like OG. the exact same logo with the, yeah. That's kind of cool, man. Did not know that. Fun fact. Also fun fact, I've got that Aria for sale. Yes, Sitting back there, I finally listed on the old GearBuds Reverb store. Should any of y'all listeners be interested in buying my guitar? I don't have it listed for international international sale, but, you know, send me a message if you're listening to this and you're interested. It's been in recently it. set up. It's ready to play. Oh yeah, full on pro stinger setup with all the fret dressing and and actually taken away from my super heavy string weirdo tuning to like normal standard, standard. tuning with normal strings on there and stuff. Too, and I, so. I can vouch for the guitar. I borrowed it for a short period, maybe a week or two, and I will say it it fucking rips. And that was before it was set up. Um, but I can say those pickups sound amazingly oh, hot yeah. and awesome and Les Paul mm. goodness. So. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. It's, it seems I think it's mostly original. There's no breaks or anything, and then that guitar. Yeah, know, it's just it's it, it's it's of course been one of those things where I'm, now that I like have it back and playing it, I'm so, <laughs> such a good guitar. I don't want to get rid of it, but don't do it. I literally don't have any room for guitars. I need to get rid of everything. There's so many guitars. Yeah, that's a good one though. I mean, you've got your Les Paul covered, so got got that covered. I got plenty of Gibbies these yeah. days. 
uh, did have an immediate scam attempt uh, once listed yep. on Reverb. Congrats. Always, I don't think it's an official listing until you ch- almost get scammers. Scammer somebody, yeah. uh, but dude, as, as I've been getting back into like listing stuff again, I, I noticed something that, I don't know, I feel like I need to share. I'm not that proud of this. Maybe Please do. Maybe you feel the same. I or I don't know. You'll 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 have to tell me. But I and I kind of hate to admit this, but sometimes, always, if I see, if I see a, a a listing with a sort of like vague but enticing headline, mm-hmm. I always click it. Sure. It's it's like I get I'm annoyed by by this, and I and I think that it's stupid when people do it. And it's like look inside, you'll. Maybe there's oh, or like, like a, yeah, you know, your next tone majesty will be found tone machine. behind yeah magic uh, tone, and I always get pulled in by the vague title. It's re- and it's usually it'll be something like that I might realistically be interested in, like Mesa amp, and then it's a picture right. of what could be like a you know Mark II C plus. Sure, but sure. It's, it's actually it's some like sort of like zoomed in on like the Tolex, so you can't really exactly. Tell then, yeah, I yeah. get duped every single time that's funny man yeah or it'll be like uh whenever it says like players guitar i always get excited because i'm like you know i love players like refins and like stuff that's I'm modded a, a little bit i like to play i like to play that's me um and sometimes it's a better deal but yeah you know what else i was thinking about the other day was uh because i found an ad i've been looking at guitars lately uh i don't know if you know sure. this or not i've heard of those <laughs> six and stringers Maybe six seven str- or eight. Six string, eight string guitars. No, and uh, you know what's funny is when they spend like just like two sentences on the guitar and then they'll talk about the case for like a paragraph. <laughs> I always think, and it's it's once in a while. It doesn't happen too often, but they'll be like, this is the non-original case, but it's da-da-da-da. And like, they'll describe like the kind of like alligator skin it's wrapped in and all this stuff. And I always think that's funny. I'm like, well, you could talk about the guitar a little bit. Yeah, maybe, maybe strip some of that gator skin off, get yourself a pair of shoes on there. Damn right. Or maybe a belt. Whole match and set, baby. Right. Oh, you know what? Also, I was just one last thing. Uh, I was thinking about. I, I I've been seeing a couple Dodfather listings recently. And there was the someone was selling like seven or eight or maybe nine. Pretty. Oh, you can say vintage. I would say for all of them, Dodfather pedals in Craigslist on Craigslist. So you know, local. Oh yeah. Anything and I've realized. Well, that was some of like maybe four. Yeah, it was, I think it was nine, and four of them had original boxes and i've realized that for almost all things you know me i'm a box guy i like to have i like to have the box yeah you got a a room full of boxes i do a couple of rooms full of boxes (laughs) and i've realized but for for those pedals for for some reason i don't want boxes interesting please elaborate i i just for you know, I bought my like one. My first one that I have is my first pedal and that whole thing. It's like I and I just like as a kid didn't save the box. Mm-hmm. I didn't like I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't figure that out yet. So for some reason, like because maybe if I originally had a box ah, with that one, I would would have always wanted to stick with the thing. Yeah. But and it's also just like the, I don't know. I kind of like the sort of like haphazard, crummy nature of the collection. Mm-hmm. And I'm not collecting these because they're like super valuable or desirable like it's kind of just like they're goofy and nostalgic and really heavy and metal and made of american parts and whatnot yeah, so just throw them in a box i, I kind of chuck them over there yeah, yeah chuck them in a box but not the original box yeah i mean we've we've had this discussion but uh i feel like i could care less if it comes with a box or not i in fact recently bought a pedal uh, which I may or may not give to a friend as a gift. I haven't oh. decided yet. <laughs> I, I haven't decided. It was, it was that sort of thing. But, uh, I love that. But it, it's been shipped. <laughs> I've got tracking. And uh, there's oh, no... Oh, that's so delightful. No box included. Um, but... Uh, yeah, mine... You know what? Mine doesn't either. Yeah. And I'm just... I'm kind of just... I don't know. I, I do... I guess I wish I had some sort of... You know how you have your pedal board, obviously, and you've got pedals mounted on that. But mm. it'd be kind of nice to have like some kind of like almost like a camera case or something where you could kind of stack them into like padded little cubbies or something and just have all your pedals kind of just to put them away hmm. and maybe travel with them, you know? I might, have to, nice. I might have to see a little, give me a little like back of the napkin diagram. I can't really, I'm not really sure. Yeah, just, you know, like here. just like a nice case, you like know, if you're not going to leave them ca- out. Case, yeah, but I'm trying to picture how you would actually stick them in there. I don't know. You probably have to figure I something out. Know. You know what I do know? What's that? It is time for Docs. Wow. Woo! Wow. What do we got? I mean, can we just... I just need a second. (laughs) 
That was powerful. Let's do this, bud. What kind of Dave's talk do you have for us? I finally watched one that I've been meaning to watch and I put off for a while. Oh, for And I was a going while. down my old list of yeah. what I need to watch. Okay. And I watched The Summer of Soul. Oh. Did you watch The Summer I, of not, Soul? Not, but I want to hear what you have to say about it. It's very good. Yes. Um, I will say it's it's a little heavier on like the uh, just live performance. You know, well, for people who don't know, The Summer mm-hmm. of Soul was 1969 and it was six weeks of six consecutive weekends of bands sharing the stage in a um, in a park in Harlem called Mount Morris Park, and uh, there would be about fifty thousand people would come every weekend to come watch all these bands. Fifty thousand, wow! Yeah, and BB this King, was uh, Questlove made this documentary. Questlove right? made the documentary. Um, you know, BB King, Sly and the Family Stone was a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifth, so they would play multiple the, the artists. Multiple, multiple artists. Weekends. Yeah, they didn't really specify as to like how many people played what yeah, day. Right. They kind of just mixed it all into the same thing. Um, but there were some really cool things about it. Uh, I was a hundred miles from Woodstock. The footage that just came out, I think it came out last summer or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a new documentary. Yeah. It's on Hulu. Um, Hulu. Hulu. It was a free festival, uh, 300,000 people over the six weekend period. Um, the footage was in a basement for 50 years. So it, it, it nobody ever really, Whoa. unless you were there and you know, word didn't really travel like that back in the sixties. Like you, you know, you either, either were there or you'd kind of hear about it on like the radio or yeah, something. When, when did, did the Woodstock movie come out right away? After Woodstock movies like 1971 or something. Okay, like so it came out like year two, two years. Yeah. yeah. Two years after, um, which is fantastic by the way. But, um, they open up with Stevie wonder performing hmm. and I did not know this, but he gets on the drum set and this motherfucker goes off. Oh, he wails. Drums, I've seen dude. some Stevie wonder drums. Oh, yeah. Yes. So that was a really cool thing to see. Um, it was started by this guy, this gentleman named Tony Lawrence, and he was kind of this, he was a, he was a musician, he was a lounge singer, kind of like a high energy um, sort of dude, and he knew, he knew politicians, and he knew, you know, um, aldermen and people in the area who could help organize a festival like this, so right, he was like the plug, basically, he's like, I want to do this festival. He was the plug. He was the plug, dude. Woodstock was going on, and he's like, this is what we want to do, so... He literally put together everything from people who designed the stage to people who did the sound to security um, to everything. And it was it was it's pretty fucking amazing that he uh, he got sponsors. They had Maxwell Coffee as the sponsor. Oh, which I know was kind of cool. Um, Get them beans, dog. Yep. And uh, he was good friends with the mayor at the time named John Lindsay, who was a he was a Republican, but he was super liberal. Um, so by all, you know, stretch of the imagination today, he would probably be probably a pretty far left wing. But he was really loved by the black community. So he was like, I'm going to do whatever I can. Let's do this festival. It's all peace. Like, let's just bring people. And they really were like, I mean, from the footage I saw, there was like, there was no, you know, even Woodstock, you had some, you had some bad news, you know, bad elements hanging around. But this seemed like a genuine, like, festival of love and just people of like, you know, people of color being really fucking brought together by the community and, and everything else. So it's fucking awesome. Uh, the highlight for sure is Sly and the Family Stone. For sure. Oh. And I think they might. I, I couldn't really tell because they kind of had this big chunk in the middle. And then they showed him again at the end. And I, I don't know if it was the same performance or not. Um, and I did watch a documentary about Sly and the Family Stone. But I don't recall if I've talked about it on here ever. You have. With the Dave's Docs. Yes. And there's, there's a, if you want to get in deep into Sly and Family Stone, there's a documentary about them. I forget mm-hmm. the name of it. Me too. It's fucking awesome. Um, Dude, we really, we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's actually take like 20 minutes one day. Yeah. Make a list of the, list. of the Dave's Docs. I know. It's got to be a spreadsheet. It's, it's, it would, it would be so easy. If we just, if we did it together, it would take, it would take no time at all. Let's just do it. It probably wouldn't. Um, we would just have to dig into like two different places and then I know and then we'll and be just fine. like yeah exactly okay um, carry on sorry so yeah man I mean that was pretty much you know like I said so it's um, gear bo- gear spotties tons of gear spotties dude yeah tons of gear spotties but like I said just before I get kind of out of it the oh. concept of the documentary was they had people who like who were at the festival like attendees yeah. they also were interviewing some of the artists who performed there was there narration. Uh, a little bit of narration, but a lot of just like interviews, like and mm-hmm. people were just it would be people telling their side of the story and then they would show that footage from what oh, they saw. I love and it's kind of synced up like that. So you're like so there's narration of the interview over some of the live performances. So it's not just like the Woodstock one where it's just full songs, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a lot of live performance. So that's really kind of the heavy emphasis. Fucking gear spots, bro. Uh, don't get me started. Stevie Wonder. Band. I want I'm, I so deeply want to get okay, you started. get me started. The Stevie Wonder Band. Opens up. Orange. Right, orange. Right away, I notice uh, they weren't fucking with the orange yet. 
I think okay. they, I think that was a little later when this they, is pro orange. Yeah, it might they might have had orange, but I don't. I I think they were using like Fender like silver faces at okay. that time, like those late sixty eight, yeah. sixty nine drip edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, sixty six jazz bass, black with a matching headstock with the with the blocks. No blocks, mm. but we had binding and dots, which is even Ooh, more rare. Yeah, it was a transition based. I want that. Yeah, that's what oh. John's got in our space. It's just a sunburst it's one. It's dots, but it's dots and binding. Oh, fun combination because you don't. Oh, find that is a fun combination. Um, sixties Thunderbird bass. Which was really cool. Sixties Thunderbird. That's gonna we're gonna talk about with that another shortly. band. I think that might have been Fifth Dimension. I can't really recall. Um, there was a fifties gold top with P ninety, so like an early fifties gold Ooh, top. With, but, but it had like star stickers all over it. Just like somebody was like, yeah, just put stickers all over. Sticker man. I think it was cool enough because it's a fucking early fifties Les Paul. Like, let's be mm-hmm. honest, you know. But you're ruining that beautiful. <laughs> B.B. King performed, so obviously we had Lucille, Lucille but it yeah. was the red one with gold oh, hardware. I love red Lucille. It looks so much cooler than the black one, in my I opinion. I think so. Which, is that, so that's a 335? Is that what he what Lucille was? Lucille, I believe, would, I think would have been a 355, 355. But, he, but his then didn't have F-holes. Yeah, it was like solid, so, right? So, it was still semi-hollow, but, but it, it didn't, didn't have, like have the F-holes. Yeah, so that was fucking cool. I believe it was the deal. Um, Tree 55. Yeah, lots of Fender Silver Face I wrote down in here. Slime the Family Stone, guy was playing uh, red 66 jazz bass with matching headstock and blocks. So he had the full late 66. You got the whole, it was a whole jazz lesson um, throughout the stuff. Someone else, I think it was someone in Nina Simone's band was playing ES like 125s, like the single cutaway. Mm. Yes, like okay, yeah, sure. One yeah. with a single pickup. Yeah, I think so. Maybe double pickup. I don't know. What would that Maybe be? Maybe a 225? 225. I think okay. that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, man. It's honestly, it it made me a little upset that this footage, like I'm just now hearing about this entire, you know, fucking festival. That was six weeks long. Like it was six weekends long. So it wasn't like it just happened once and everyone forgot about it. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, like again, they had to build a stage. They had to like find all this stuff and put everything together. A lot of work went into it, and it's amazing. This footage just got like lost in the mix. Somehow. It really makes you wonder what else. What else is yet to be discovered? What else happened that we just yeah. in recent our, our recent modern history that exactly. we just don't even know about? And I will say, for the footage, obviously it's enhanced and all that. You know, the sound and the video, it's not grainy or anything mm-hmm. like that. But they did a great job. Shout out to Questlove for putting it together. It was it was edited really well, and it was uh, it was they cleaned up the footage to make it like HD. So it was badass to see. Like you're right there on stage. You're you're so good at making me want to watch stuff. It's great, man, and it's on Hulu. Oh, you know you know that I, I like things that I can say in wrong ways, so yeah. I might have to check that out. Give me a totally arbitrary ranking. What do you think of it? Buddy? I'm gonna say if if it would have gone a little more into like the story of it, I think it would have been cool. But I don't think there was a ton to to have as a story. They kind of talked about the guy who started it and how mm-hmm. he built stuff. But you know me, I like a doc that goes. Really, you want to go deep? Yeah, I want to go super. How deep. How long was it? It was long. It was like two hours, okay. two and a half maybe. Oh, it's pretty long. Super long. Yeah. Um. So that you know, also a little long for my tastes. But again, six weeks of footage. Well, so. you like the rock and roll confidential. What is it called? The uh, rock and roll true stories. Rock and roll true stories. Yeah. Twelve like minutes 12 long. Minutes I saw they just came out with a Bush one that I might have to check out. <laughs> I, you haven't done Bush yet. That's surprising. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. Get in the Gavin Rosdale. Um, but I, I, I gave I gave this Gavin one Rosdale eight crush. out of ten. Oh okay. I, I couldn't think of a good. I couldn't really think of a good. Uh, Maxwell House coffees. I don't know. I couldn't really think of a good quests, quests, stones. I don't know. Stones yeah. would be too obvious, but yeah. Uh, anyways, fucking check it out. Summer of Soul. Summer of Soul. I'm it's been on my radar it, yeah. for over a year. For, so yeah, I really, people, I feel like people, including me, have been recommending that one at you for a while. Yeah, and I had other friends, and finally, I was. I have a list of ones that I and I cross mm-hmm. out the ones that I've watched. It's a pretty long list, um, and that was on there still. So there we go. Bada boom, bada bingo, bang. Did you know this? Which I probably will watch soon. Um, I think it's on Apple Plus or Disney Plus or one of those. There's a documentary about the 808. I I have yeah. I think it is. I believe it's on Apple TV. I think you're right. 808. Which I I almost watched that one, but then I was like, I'll watch this summer. I believe that one I've actually put on and then sort of stopped watching, so I couldn't say that I. I mean, I understand how iconic of a sound and drum machine that was, Mm -hmm. but a whole documentary around it. I wonder how they stretched it out. Well, they're going to have to bring in a lot of artists who have used it and all the t- get into all the songs. That well, I watched it. the trailer, and at the end of the trailer, it's a solid 30 seconds of flashing names on a screen of people who have used it. Oh. And it's like, 
I mean, there's like a hundred, so it's you know a hundred famous ones. So yeah, and pretty probably like awesome. a hundred thousand or more. Yeah, maybe a million. Million. Hundred million. <laughs> hundred million trillion. One million eight oh eights. Oh, I will say one more yeah, thing. Yeah, please. I forgot please about this one. one. Uh, I want to shout out Max Roach. Have you ever heard of Max Roach before? Insane jazz drummer. really familiar. Oh, yeah, totally. And totally. he kind of, there's a scene where he's playing. First of all, the kit, this is this is crazy. The kit looks like it has maybe an 18-inch kick drum. And he's just doing like the you know, like this crazy jazz drum fill. And the band is just like sitting behind him on the ground. It's a fucking awesome scene. And he's they just, like put their instruments down and just go and let them. Yeah, like the yeah. guitar player is literally like, it looks like he's about to take a nap. Like it's fucking cool. It was part of like the performance, I guess, but pretty badass. So shout out Max Roach. Uh, I'm going to have to dig into dig in, more baby. of what he's done in the past. I want sure. you to. And then you fill us in because I want to know. I will, man. Good one, Dave. Thanks, yeah, buddy. buddy. Love it. Let's talk about some future gear. Nope, dope, buckle, or yuck. We already talked about a Thunderbird. Let's talk about another one. Yeah. Gibson has a new. Siggy the, signature uh, Thunderbird bass. Is it the Rex? Uh, what's his name? Rex Brown. Rex Brown, baby. Yes. Pantera, right? To sync up just so happens in time for them announcing that Pantera has reunited, aka the two surviving members, sure. Rex Brown and Phil Anselmo, have uh, reunited to. They're going to be touring with as Pantera. Word is that there's been a lot of conjecture. The most recent thing that I've read is that. Uh, Chris or, or Chris, uh, Charlie Benante, you know, Anthrax, mm-hmm. and Zach Wild to be filling in on. I could see Zach Wild for sure. I could yeah. totally see Zach Wild cool. doing it. But Rex Brown, signature Thunderbird yeah. bass. Have you? Did you see it? I did. What do you think? It's it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's got EMGs in it, right? I think. No. So. Oh, no. it's not. No. So there. Uh. The the pickups in there are actually. Rex Bucker T-Bird pickups made by Gibson. So oh, they are I thought they looked like they had those like active covers. I thought they were They're active. definitely a different cover. No, it's yeah. that's one of the sort of differentiators about this bass is that It's a it cool has. it's a cool bass. It's got it's also got a slimmer neck which I th- I like because I think that they're a little too beefers a lot of the mm-hmm. time. Uh it's got gold hardware with a hip shot bridge and tuners and one of those drop D extender nice. seals which I always really flip like. A switch, exactly. Drop D. Exactly. Master tone, it's got a push pull switch that puts the pickups into a passive mode. They are active pickups. Oh, they are okay. Yeah, but they're uh, yeah. Maybe actually, you know, now that we're saying this, I don't know. I I it, I thought that Gibson made these, but it doesn't say anything about them being AMGs. But they are they are yeah. active indeed. Uh, it's got Rex's signature and it's got a backplate with Rex Brown's self portrait sketched on there. That's what I want from it. So sure. uh, I'd say it's perfect timing. Uh, you know, I want to ask if we do you have any do you have any favorite metal bassists. Um, that come to mind? Any in, in particular that you that you've liked? I mean, like maybe I, the guy from Mudvayne? Burber ding, yeah, burber ding, ding, bomb ding. No, I can't do that. Um, although I respect his ability, it's fucking. He's incredible dude. I got. I got. Well, this is a way tangent on tangent. Okay. I I don't know. Talk about why. Mudvayne for a second. Yeah, I want to talk about Mudvayne for a second here because I went on this. I just like. I can't remember why, but I decided that I wanted to hear that song on Spotify, and I went to their Spotify page, and Dig by Mudvayne is not. Their, their number one hit? Played song. Not even like close. What? Yes. They must have like some huge cult following them. Like I don't know about They have some other song stuff. called Happy question hmm. p- question mark. Happy. And it had something like over a hundred million streams in okay. the and Berber Ding, aka Dig, had it was like two twenty five million or something. It's okay. like a quarter of their most iconic song. Hmm. I couldn't believe it. But anyways, uh do you have any sorry? Do you have yeah, any, metal bass player. Well, obviously the late great Cliff Burton. Was probably one of the best. Yeah, he just has to be renowned every and cover, completely like reinvented how a bass should sound for you know heavy metal. Um, Dang, you know how I really right. liked before he passed away too was Chi Lee from the Deftones, the original bass player they had. Oh, really? Yeah, he passed away a few years ago, um, but they're still touring. Yeah, and then um, it's gonna sound lame, but like some of them, like when I was coming up playing bass, we were playing like new metal and shit like that. So sure. the dude from Limp Bizkit, I always thought was really really fucking good. You know, not he's just Noah Fieldy. No, I see it. it's the tone thing with Fieldy yeah. for me. I, he's a great like stage presence and all that. I respect that, but you don't like to a, that a, tone, a, a, a that just, a rickety just cable. clanging the the clanging yeah. spoons together somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have a favorite uh, bass? Pl- Cliff, um, Cliff is definitely yeah, the one I would I mean, say. I, Ge- Geezer saying. comes to mind, of course. And then I've always really liked. Um, it's 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 like the the it's not even really the the tone or the parts 
I've always I really like Mashuga's rhythm. Yeah, like the way that the bass player and the kick lock together yep. a lot. I don't know Super if they're even gating like, or doing up. anything like yeah. that, but I've always really liked that a lot. And I want to. I, I really like deep bass and bottom end in heavy music, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's hard. It's hard to do that. It is especially when you're playing really fast stuff. So yeah. Like, uh, I think of I like, like Lemmy from motorhead, obviously. And Oh yeah. Hawkwind. He's that's like lead bass, but that's like lead bass. Like, like you said, it's almost, and they dial out some of the lows. It's a lot of mids. It's your fave. It is. It is. You uh, love those. Mids. Plus the, he used the pick. So was, you don't you get that extra kind of sharpness to it with a Rick as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think originally he played through like guitar, like Marshall, like guitar amps I before, think so, yeah. before they started like wiring them for him. And, and then stuff. now he had a He's signature like, amps. Yeah. The end there fucking cool those have you ever seen those things in person yeah they're massive yeah they're so big and they have like the badge on there and stuff oh, yeah. yeah they're super fucking cool. by the way did you happen to catch the price on you want to give a little guess on that rex oh price? i think i did but i'll, I'll oh. have to re-guess but i think was it like 2200 it was a uh, 27.99 oh okay for some reason i thought it was cheaper because i was like oh that seems kind of cheap for a gibson but i thought even i thought 27.99 is cheap but for i also then, yeah I, I i don't think that it's custom shop so you know right i would like to try the thinner thing. neck actually I'd, i would definitely want to yeah. play that bass because uh their necks are Especially on the Thunderbirds, almost way too big. A little, little too big for my for me too. A little much for me. Uh, new Mesas this week too. Uh, they, they this is like an expansion on a series that they'd already come out with called the California Tweed, which I think might I can't remember. I'll have to double check this. This might be the first new series of Mesa amps that have come out since the whole Gibson acquisition deal. But they're called the California Tweed, and it's sort of like their take. Which I've got to say, I want to we'll come back on this, but it's sort of, I, it's sort of, to me, it sort of feels like a modernized take on a classic design. So I want to talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit. But Please. basically, they've got it's a California Tweed 6v6, so it's a 6v6 power section, two amp, obviously. There's a 220, which is a 112 combo, a 110 combo, and then a head. So there's like three versions of those, all handcrafted in Petaluma, their California shop. Uh, which they had originally come out with, they had come out with one called the 440, which I think was basically the same deal, just with more power. So probably okay. four or six V6s. Um, but here's the thing: it's it's a sing, you know just kind of a simple amp. It's sort of like a a tweed fendery kind of thing, can crunch, but really designed to get punchy, clean sounds that maybe a really nice pedal platform, but still sort of on the maybe like a little bit cool kind of vintagey sound of sure. uh, side of things. I like that. They all have Jensen Blackbird speakers. Um, this is what I like about it, and this is what I wanted to come back to. I, I really like when companies take a, a modern look at a vintage thing, where it's like we all really like how that like super specific vintage thing sounds, but like let's add a buffered effects loop and a really nice spring reverb right. and uh, you know multi watt attenuation. Yeah, all, yeah. Of, all the stuff that is Makes mentioned it even by the more way functional. is built into this. Yeah, so it's right. like a tweed, but then with all the trimmings that you yeah. don't get on a vintage amp. And right. I love that kind of stuff. I do too, because it makes it, yeah, just it's so many more options for people then too. You know, it's not just a workhorse that does this one thing really well. You've got options. You've got options. We love the options. We also love that it's not going to, you're not, you don't have to necessarily worry that's going to poop out on you on stage. Like if you're running a 70 year old amp cranking <laughs> it on stage, you're, yeah. you're probably a little worried that it's going to poop out on you. And, yeah. and I think that we're all a little bit more likely to trust a, a, a new Mesa to do that kind Absolutely. of sound, but then also give us an effects loop because we like effects loops with buffers in them. Yeah. I did. I brought a, I brought my V4B when it was still mine to a gig one time over on Milwaukee Avenue and uh it was we played the note you remember that place oh i played the note Did yeah, you, yeah everybody played the note yeah. became f- uh, fire or uh ironside uh, is it the ironside I, I, I guess don't i mix it up shit, anyways I can't, I can't it's not where it's not debonair now right that's, okay that's a different place uh-huh. anyways uh i brought my v4b i was all excited cuz i just bought it i hadn't had it checked out but I was really nervous because I was like, if this thing shits on this, you know, on the stage, I've got no other. I didn't have a backup head at that Hopefully point. Hopefully they've got a DI box. Well, so I get it all set up and then the guy's like looking for the DI out of the back. And I'm like, no, it's just like an old tube head. It doesn't. Yeah. Have... And then I was like, you're going to mic it, right? And he's like, no, we'll just DI it. So the only the only sound I got from it was just on stage right. where I couldn't really hear it. The anyways. rest the house was just your, your straight ass. Just sound. my. Did you have any pedals brown. or anything? Nope. Nope, just running Ooh, like a jazz a, bass. That's a heck of a tone for the for the gig right Ooh, there, baby. Dude, it was, and then I'm, and then that thing weighs a hundred pounds. So I'm like, I'm never doing this again. This is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of sad, but that uh, is sad. I was like, can we mic it? He's like, we don't have a mic for bass. I was like, oh jeez. 
Oh, geez, Dave. Well, uh, to wrap it up on that one, those prices of the heads, the Ooh. 1849 combos, the 110 is a 1999, 112 is $20.99. That's not bad. It's about, yeah, it's about what you Mace's, know, you know, you know they're up there with expensive days. shit, yeah. A couple more pedals that I wanted to talk about before we get into. Unfortunately, we've got some like we have, we've been kind of pushing it back. I didn't want to I didn't want to talk about it earlier. We've got some sort of some updates, update, bad, sad news to get into a little bit. So I want to get into, I just want to get the good stuff out of the way. Then we can get into the, like BFIs. a little main BFIs. Uh, I, and this one I included a screenshot, Dave, because it's a cool pedal. But really, I just wanted to, you to see how cool it looks. Okay. Uh, co- you've, I'm sure you've seen Copper Sound before, uh, the pedal company. They've done a lot of cool stuff with Jack White, mm. uh, but they've got this new boost called the Strategy V2, which I had seen. I'm f- quite familiar with this pedal before, and I'm, well, you might you might have even seen this before. But I just wanted to make sure that you had and our listeners are aware of it because it is just like one of the coolest looking pedals you're going to see. No shit. Uh, if you're into a very certain kind of thing, but even if not, and I would put myself in the if not category, which you'll understand soon, uh, despite all the vagaries. Uh, I think it looks pretty fucking cool. Anyways, it is a two-channel preamp design based around what they're calling an audiophile grade Burr Brown op amp. Uh, it's got a big old volume boost up to 30 decibels. Uh, and it's also got this new overdrive mode where basically before it was kind of a clean boost, but now you can also get more of a kind of gritty grittiness to the mm-hmm. sound. <clears throat> you know, it's not often that I bring up just like a, a standard regular old tune-up boost overdrive on this, yeah. pu- on, this sh- on this show because... Uh, Let's be honest, folks. There's uh, probably about a hundred of those. Usually doesn't blow every single back week. Too doesn't, much, yeah. doesn't doesn't flap my sack. <laughs> but I will tell you that this one does because it looks really cool. Uh, some people are talking about and, and and I actually wanted to bring it up for another reason, and it's because we talked about this last week or maybe the week before. This idea of the always on pedal. It's like, do you like the having right. the pedal that you're lacking? Right. People are talk talk about this one as kind of like an always it's on an always sort on of deal. Style, yeah. Anyways. Uh, here's why I'm bringing it up, Dave, and I'm going to show you this picture, and folks, I want you to look this up too, because uh, co- the Copper Sound Strategy V2 looks really cool because it looks like a freaking Stratocaster. It has a pick guard and uh, two knobs that you, like you'd find on a Strat, and then the the input jack is uh, that cup style metal input jack yeah. like you'd get on the front of a, a Strat, and it's on the top of the put on top. I'd love it. Dude, here's the coolest part. Check it out. Copper Sound offers free customization. So you get to choose pick guard, knobs, and hardware color with a vast array of options, and they'll even match your guitar's finish at no additional That's charge. That's cool, man. Isn't that cool? You yeah. You have your freaking magic Do strat. it, guys. I want, I want one for not a strap. You don't though. even have a strap, dude. I want, I want a telly or jazz. <laughs> I know. I want to, I want to get you know, some gifts. You think they could do a pink paisley for me? That was what, probably not, hoping dude. what I was hoping what you were thinking. Probably at. not, dude. I bet. Dude, come on. If anybody could do it, they could do it. Copper Sound right? Pedals. Let's let's talk. Let's get Dave. It's got to be that We have to get Dave. The 80s matching pink paisley oh, for your strat. I mean, how amazing would that be? I love it. It's got, it's got silver. Knobs. It's got chrome hardware, right? Chrome hardware. Yeah. And then the cream knobs instead of the white. Cream. White. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, that would look good. How cool would that be? It'd be so cool, man. Oh. Guess what, what, you, what, you, what do you think it costs? Now, is it is customization extra or is it if you no order No additional it, charge. But keep, you know, I, I would say that that's built into the cost. Yeah, baked into the cake. <laughs> Uh, I'm, it's just a boost, man. <laughs> I know, right? But it 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 really. But you is, saw what it looks like. It well, looks right, like a and strat. that and that takes you out of the box of being like we can design these like easily because there is already these you know boards that exist and like everything has to be kind of moved around for that, right? In a way, I no, I think I think the internals are going to be the same no but, matter what every time. But the, okay, but the case is like something like we've never seen before. Truth. So that's going to be a little extra. I'm going to say one seventy. Add another hundy on there. You got two seventy nine. Ooh, that's a lot for that's a pricey boost pedal. It is. It's. I think it really is about the fact that you Customize you can it. you can match your guitar. Yeah. Like if you like, can you? I mean, Dude, if, if you're like a surf, Strat guy, if you had like you, a surf green Strat and the surf green pedal matching. Yeah. And they both matched like perfectly. maybe even a surf green you amp. know Excelsior yeah. amp or something. Yes. Yes. I like. <sighs> it. I like it. Yeah. I I want I want I want a Black Beauty one. That would be fucking cool. Mm-hmm. You, I mean. Yeah, and like, why couldn't you just put like you know speed knobs on it or something like speed the, knobs, witch hats, and, and or whatever the, you got on there, or witchies and the um, just the the, the pl- black plastic or you know cream control plate depending. And on to be fair, is. the knobs thing you could you could track down yourself if they. I have those. speed knobs. Yeah, you could just. Be like, I, I oh, have extra knobs for days. So you get the black, and would it have? But the thing is, because to, to complete the experience, you have to get some sort of pick guard on there, and you yep. have to get the the control plate to plug the input jack. Right. 
instead that's of not put like thing. you have on the guitar. Yeah. So it's not. I mean, that's you know, it's not the easiest project, but I think it would actually it's doable. So yeah. maybe maybe we'll we'll get Stingray to tackle it because he's a pickguard master. Yeah, man. I want to talk about one more pedal, uh, and this is we- a weird one. Be- it's it's interesting because you know we do be on- let's be honest, like to kind of hate on Air Clapton around here, and uh, there is an Air Clapton signature pedal that we're about to talk about. Okay, and it's one that I'm actually excited about. So you may remember back, uh, we t- there was previously a pedal that we talked about called the Doctor Robert, made by Acklam Pedals, mm-hmm. and it was basically their take on that very specific Vox. Vox UL seven thirty solid state amp that the Beatles used in a lot on a lot of stuff but like Tax Man and that kind of like really specific gnarly direct sound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I still haven't played one, but man, it's one of those pedals that just like really, really based on some of the things I've listened to, I've been dying to to try, check out. It's yeah. kind of expensive, so I haven't ever you know even considered really impulse buying it. But man, they make stuff that just sounds. Would you say makes it uh, again? It's called Acclam A C L A M pedals. I'm trying to think if I've heard of anything else by them. Before. It's the, the only other one that I've seen is this Doctor Robert, and we talked about it on the yeah. show, you know, however long ago. Uh, but now they've got this new one called Woman Tone, and it is designed to do the Eric Clapton Cream era cool. Woman Tone, which I have to say, even as much as I think Eric Clapton is a total fucking knob. It's a good tone. That, that's cream. Cream still. Yeah, cream. Cream rules. still does it for me. Cream rules, and it's a lot of Jack Bruce too on that. Well, that's that's very true. Uh, what I wanted the, the other thing about it. So basically, it's a Clapton's woman tone, which it was his 1964 Gibson SG, which they had painted as the that's fool. That's like the fool, right? Yeah. And we're gonna come back to that as alongside a 66 Marshall GTM 45 and a Marshall cabinet, uh, which you know you think sunshine of your love, right? right? Yep. I think the deal was he would have his like the pick, the neck pickup on the volume on ten, but the volume or the tone rolled all the way down. So that oh wow, kinda, so that really round sound totally yeah. Uh, and so key to the design in this pedal is the woman tone knob, which I guess basically when you wind it to the left kind of does the same thing as winding your tone knob back okay. on your guitar. So cool. you can kind of do that in the pedal for you. Uh, but here, one of the other reasons that I, and I was about to say before that I wanted to bring it up is something that you and I have talked about recently and we both agree is such a neat idea. And this pedal does it too. It has a built in pickup simulator. To, oh, wow. ena- to enable the pedal to act more like an SG circuit with a PAF no matter what in the it, guitar is, no matter what the guitar That's is in there. And in the demo, they sort of demonstrate what that does with different types of guitars, and it really does kind of like even it out and make it sound a lot more like a freaking SG doing the woman tone. Yeah, thing, his his SG had humbuckers, cool. right? It that did. Yeah, yeah the PAF pickups in there. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. I I think that's such a neat idea, and and you know I get why you might not want something like that but also i think if you're really trying to tackle a specific tone and right. na- nail this really specific thing uh why not and you it know, just makes the make pedal respond better i guess right? i think well I it, it, it makes the pedal respond more evenly no matter what pickup yes, you're using that's the word i'm not better but that's the word i was looking for um uh, here's the thing I, I already mentioned the the fool and having that custom yes. paint on the guitar the artwork on the pedal uh is at, added a whole new era of authenticity because it has new artwork created by Marishke Koger, who was the leader of the Fool Art Collective and the one who actually painted Clapton's guitar. No version. way. Yeah. Really? So I thought that was a really, really cool little no sprinkle on top. So is it a wild looking pedal then? It's got like it's very colorful. And... It's uh, yeah, it's not it's probably I wouldn't say it's over the top, but it's definitely yeah. it's definitely in that psychedelic vibe. So for it, sure. it would also match the guitar if you had the It might it might just so guitar. happen to to be another matchy pedal to a matchy guitar. Dang, we got, a, call, we got a theme going here. Got a, an accidental theme. One more accidental theme that's not accidental because we do it with everything. What do you think this costs? <laughs> um are these limited? They're limited and, and not cheap. Yeah. I'm gonna say three ninety nine. Great guess, three ten. Okay, cool. Uh, so you know, it's for for a, a sort of very specific single drive kind of thing. Yeah, not cheap, but also super cool. And I, I that's two pedals in a row that they've made where I've just been like, oh my god, they're doing something no one else does, and yeah. I and I want them in my possession. Absolutely, absolutely. So go check them out, the Acklam Woman Tone. Uh, so I've been pushing it, pushing it down the road here, Dave. Yeah. We've got to give an update on a situation going on in your tone world. Yeah. And it's not a good one or it's, it's, I would say it's a BFI overall. 
Yeah. They so get, let's just talk about it. You brought the LGO into the shop, and we, we said knew, we were going to update it. We knew I'm going to I'm going to get out a few. Uh, get out some notes. Get out some notes here for this one because some stuff happened. So basically, folks, if you've been following along for a while, Dave, his uh, prized Gibson LGO, very sentimental instrument to him. Not hasn't been hasn't been feeling so good. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's got high action, uh, which a lot of acoustics get, especially Gibsons with the neck, you know the neck lift mm-hmm. thing. Um, it's got some cracks in the back. It's got some. It's got some issues. Some braces and whatnot. Braces have have come out. Um, so I brought it to. Uh, should we say? Their we'll name? just say a local shop. A local shop. I think if you really want to dig deep enough, you can probably figure it out. But we, I brought it in on Saturday, mm-hmm. and which is not a good day to go because there was like a line of people. Yeah. So I'm not going to, well, I'll get into it, but uh, I'm not going to go get it on Saturday because <laughs> screw going to that place on Saturday. Okay. Um, I will say, so the guy got to look at it. Very nice people who worked mm-hmm. there. Uh, and the gentleman who looked at it, you know, I said, I think I got a doozy for you. You know, this isn't going to be, oh, I will, I will mention the, the kid in front of me was going to get new bridge pins. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you have orange <clears throat> ones? And he's like, what orange ones? <laughs> yeah, he, he had like a mini. Um, he had one of those Taylor GS minis. You know, okay, those yeah. Guys. Oh, I used to have one of those. Yeah, and it was kind of funny because it, it's like a parlor style. Yeah, like, you know, similar to mine. Um, so he put it up, and then of course the guy's like looking at it, and he's like, "Well, he's like, really, you've got some some. You know, the bridge is kind of coming up here. He's like, you're gonna need this. Yeah. And the kid basically brought it in to get see if he could get a set of bridge pins for you know twenty bucks, and they talked him into like a six hundred dollar like setup. Oof. So when he left, I was next, and I'm like, well, this isn't going to be good. Mm-hmm. So I brought it out. I brought it in and pulled it out, and I was like, look, I know this thing's probably got some issues. We knew we talked about this. We knew the guitar was going to have some issues. And I was willing to spend some money yes. to get it fixed because I love this guitar to death. I, you know, it's it's the only acoustic I ever want to keep mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. So how did you present it to this person? Say, like, hey, what did you what did you say when you like brought it in? Well, I was like, you know, I think we got a doozy here, yeah. but here you go. Uh I brought it out and then, you know, I was like, look, I know it has some structural problems. I know there's some bracing issues. I know there's this. I know there's warping where the sound hole is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of fucking problems. I was like, this panel's coming up on the back. And he actually didn't seem too concerned with the back. He was more concerned with the front mm-hmm. where the, there's a crack near the sound hole. And then um, the bracing, obviously, this this is where it gets crazy. So I was just like, look, I kind of just want to give back in structural. And then he was like, well, he's like, we could do a whole a whole neck reset and a refret and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, I don't need a refret. Like, I barely play this mm-hmm. at home. Like, this is fine. You know, the frets and honestly, the frets. Refrets like, the last thing you should think about there. Plenty of life. Yeah, exactly. So I said, I just want to get it structural. You know, I know there's levels to like what we can do from structure all the way up to like playability. Yeah. All the way up to fully restoring it to its original condition. And I said, I, I was down. I'm down to spend a little money. He's like, well, what do you mean by a little money? And I was like, you know, oh, that's a wrong question. He should he should not be telling you, asking you that. He's just saying, like, these are the these are the issues, right? Well, or what those issues, what'll call. Well, he cost. did, he did, and then he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, this doesn't look good. He's like, this, you know, this will be if you really want to fix this thing up. I mean, if if you want to spend two thousand dollars on it, we can we can do that. And I'm like, whoa, dude. And no. now, if anybody knows. In perfect condition for whatever reason, which what I will year is argue, this? It's like a mid 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 sixties. I don't really yeah. have the date, but they started making them in the late fifties, and I think they only made them to the late sixties. Um, the LGO is the model, mm-hmm. but I think this is a mid sixties. When I used to have the pick guard, I kind of matched it to a few. Anyways, lost the pick guard long ago, and I go. I know these are only worth like, in, which I wouldn't even spend on it's one like of these. A thousand dollars, right? A thousand to fifteen hundred yeah. in the worst condition right now. One's on reverb for eight hundred. Yeah, in like unplayable condition, almost like my condition. Which kind of makes me think, like, oh, okay, uh, you know, we'll see if it sells. Or not. Mm-hmm. But my point is, these were like five hundred dollars guitars five years ago. Like, they're not expensive collectible guitars by any means. You mm-hmm. can find them everywhere. I was like, all right, well, he'll said, well, you know, we took my ticket and he gave me my, my info, and he's like, we'll send you a quote. Come back to you with a quote. We'll come back to you. You know, obviously, we won't start the work until you kind of like mm-hmm. let us know what you want to do. And then I sent you the invoice that I I've got seen the PDF two yes. nights ago. Um, which I'll, let me just say first of all, the way that it is sort of structured is almost indecipherable. Like the yeah. way that the for the pricing and the sort of different options and just matching with the description, yeah. it doesn't make total sense to it me. It doesn't at all. because there's unit price and then like for instance, like the braces. Why don't you talk for about a the braces? brace reglue? One brace. One brace to be reglued, not made. This is, you know, making yeah. the brace is another thing. Because I understand this is a custom piece of wood. It has to be created, it has to be sized, fit, clamped, all that. But just for the glue, it's $40. Well, that's fine. But 
for some reason they charged me times 10. So the quote was for $400 just to regrow the braces in. Yeah. Which I'm like, I don't think there's, unless it's each appointment maybe, like uh, the left and right side need to be re-glued. So that would be, because I'm trying to think of, there's not 10 braces in the guitar. There might be four. No, there's no. there are probably 10 total braces. In yeah. The, and the top, end, top and bottom. Yeah, yeah right. So well, anyways, they charged <coughs> me for all those. Um, there's a lot, man. It's, you know. It totals up to, without a neck reset or the refret or any of that stuff that we talked about, it totals up to like, what, over $1,600? Yeah, it was, uh, it's 16. This is, and this is just for structural. This isn't for anything like cosmetic right. or, you know, uh, or not including the neck reset, yep, by the way. Exactly. Uh, $1,640. That's, that's just, that's just, that's just well beyond the threshold of sanity. They, pro- <clears throat> they, they, they quoted if I, now if I was interested in other things to pay for right uh a new bridge which i told them i did not want a new yeah. bridge um because they would have to make it out of wood that's 400 i see when my buddy paul took his lg2 there they put this thing and he was telling me about it it's called like a bridge buddy or something and it's literally a clamp you put underneath the wood of the guitar and you screw it into that so it just holds forever yeah there's a bridge plate that uh, you try to avoid to do that because it really does dampen the sound of the top and the vibration sure. and so like it doesn't it doesn't sound as good but yes that but is definitely the thing that i'm at the do. point where i'm like i would have i would have been like they didn't mention the bridge they mentioned a bridge replace as an optional fix but i thought bridge lift like the issue of the bridge yeah. lifting was gonna have to be re-glued no matter it's, what and maybe they were thinking that oh well since we're gonna have to re-glue it we might as well make one a new one that's gonna sound yeah. and be so a little nicer 400 for yeah. a new bridge which plus the neck re- reset which the neck reset and refret approximately $970 for again you could just more buy, than the that's more than the entire guitar, the guitar is worth almost twice of what the guitar is worth so here's the thing Dave yes I think that that is a uh, f- fuck off bid I think it is too I think look man and I will say this dude when I went in there and this is a this is a, a well-known repair shop only they don't sell shit there I think they have a couple amps for sale yeah or, it's not really a thing. Know, they actually had a cool old Selmer and they had a cool single coil P bass hanging there, which was like a mid sixties one mm. that I really wanted. It was a refund. How much? I don't, it, I didn't, I didn't know if it was a customer. It might've been a customer. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking maybe. But anyways, there's a wall of guitar cases behind them. I mean, I'm, I'm talking maybe over a hundred guitar cases of either people's stuff getting totally. worked on or people coming to pick their stuff up or it's done or whatever. But it's like, fucking i mean you didn't you wouldn't think there's that many guitar players in the neighborhood you know what i mean that's still just a shocking number i know so i think it's a fuck off bid i think truly they didn't really want to work on it Mm -hmm. and i think they're too busy and i think they're going to be like dude this is going to be way too much work for us way too much money for you let's just call it i wish they would have just said that first of all i know but also, I, I just, there was no I mean, mention of that in the email. That the thing, I, dude, it's just I've I saw that guitar, and yes, it needs work and it needs professional attention. But the some of the like, the charging that much just for like the the re, re- gluing the braces. Yeah, I just, I just there. I I, I, I'm just thinking to myself when I got that guitar, and this was 12 years ago, so prices have inflated. I get quite it quite a bit. I get it, but I paid roughly $200 to have somebody turn it from almost in like the shape of a basketball to a fucking really well <laughs> playing guitar. And that was my boy Ben over at rock and roll vintage. Um, I don't know if he even works there anymore. Maybe I'll start taking it around for other quotes, but this is supposed to be like the repair shop to take it to. I almost think this, this shop is too good for what, what should be done to this guitar is I guess is what I'm saying. I don't know, man. I just, I don't really agree with that. Like point of view in general. I think if it's like your guitar and, and you want it to play well and you, and it's important to you, then someone should, should offer if I mean, look, I, I think they have the right to refuse service if they want to as well, but just to like give you this like ridiculous, absurd number that like someone might actually pay. I don't know. It just feels kind of weird. So to me. in the, in the message, and this is kind of where he probably could have said like, we just don't really yeah. think we should work on this guitar. Uh, it says, Dave, here's an estimate for you to look over. All the stuff with prices on it are immediate structural needs. Some of them have prices ranging that are shown beneath the line item in the repair description. I also put down in the bottom notes some recommended repairs. That was like the refret and mm-hmm. the new bridge and the new, you know, the neck reset, which are not necessarily at this time needed. But if you want to go ahead and do this too, if I'd added those into it, I think it's like a th- almost three thousand dollars. Exactly right. Fixed. You could buy three guitars. That's fucking insane. Or like a really really nice old fucking guitar. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So 
Okay, so now that we know all this, we know all this. Obviously, we don't even need to ask. You're not going to do it. No, there. I'm. I'm just going to pick it up. What do you? What do you think? You maybe can get some more quotes. I don't know. I mean, right now, it just seems like it's almost like I don't want to have this happen again. Like I bring it to another place, and they're like, "Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. that." The was guitar. A- I think if you don't have anything done to it, it's going to get worse once winter yes, hits. Agree. Agree. Um, so it's a little bit of a ticking time bomb. Kind of, yeah, and it's you know, and the thing is, I I played it before I brought it over. That you know, like last Friday, I played it before I brought it in the shop, and like, it still plays pretty good, just cowboy chords and mm-hmm. kind of down up to the fifth or sixth fret, and then it gets really crazy. I understand that it's not going to be, you I know, think it's but be like, worse. what do you do then? You know, is it like you just call it trash? Then I mean, I don't really know what what else to do. You just you just ride ride that hog in, into the sunset. I mean, that's what I was talking to Charlie about it, and he's like, "It might just be time to hang it up, dude. Like it, it might you might just have to give it a Viking funeral and just say." I think you just it. keep playing it, or if or or you say you find someone that would be like, "Hey, for five hundred bucks, just like staple it back together." You know what I mean? Like make it so it won't, doesn't get any worse. If there's any Gearbuds fans out there listening, who are decent working at wood and want to just like brace this thing back together for me, glue it back together, tape it back together. My wife is like, literally just like, just put duct tape on it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what else go to from do. no stickers to duct tape. To duct tape. Uh, I'd be kind of punk rock. I don't, I don't know what to do with it at this point though. Cause it's like, it's still a cool guitar. It still means a lot to me. That's the thing. But this fucking amount of money. And he, they did mention, they were like, obviously you don't have to pay for all these repairs up front, but I, I don't even want to spend $1,500 over the course of a year. No. On this thing. Mm-mm. it's not plus if you're going to tell me oh we can't do this but we have to do this and we have to do that i'm assuming they're going to want to do all the work at once it's not going to be something you might as well you got it open you're not going to like do two, we'll all just do two braces right now yeah then, it's like you're going to do the braces you know it's going to take up room on their bench they're going to be using their clamps and their tools to keep this thing together this is you know all bar- baked into the price of this thing so for me i'm just a little bummed out today because i just found out this two nights ago yeah and i'm sorry man no it's okay it was it was funny because i was right at band practice i was waiting for the other guys to get there and i got the email and then they were like what's wrong man and i was like yeah. oh, i just don't want to deal with this so um i don't know i mean if anybody knows any other good guitar shops in the chicago area or somebody who might just be able to like give me a give me a decent reasonable fix for this thing that'll make it last another couple years or whatever um i'd be fine with that but there's no way i'm sinking this kind of money into this guitar that's crazy that's yeah it sucks because you do want to do whatever you can for your loved ones but at a certain point it's just like you gotta cut the cord and yeah i i still i i personally don't feel ready to throw on the towel on this guitar i do feel like that there there is a much more reasonable solution where someone would be like who who wouldn't mind taking a little bit of a job on for a few you know yeah. sever, it's gonna it's gonna be expensive but yeah. it's not it's certainly not gonna be like this multi thousand dollar scenario and and I'm at the point now after seeing that price where I am like oh I want to have like somebody really pro work on this now I'm kind of like does anyone know how to like glue guitar back together mm-hmm. like like in the in the sense of like some wood glue some clamps and maybe like a couple weeks you know dude on the here's bench. The, here's what you do you, you f- it's like you, you uh when you're when you're doing a startup business you go find some intern yeah that's when you do it it's like you you know you go find like a luthier like school and like, i mean hey, honestly hey, hey, some kids hey hey do you want to like take on this project and fix it for me honestly man school? it's that's kind of where i'm at because I, I i feel like if i don't try to do something the problem's not going to fix itself, obviously. Yeah. Do you have what would you do? I mean, any other suggestions of what you would do if you were in my situation? Because because it is a very sentimental guitar. I too. would strong arm Stingray into fixing it for <laughs> me. Is what I would do. Well, Stingray, uh, if you're up yeah. to take a look at it, and like you know, I don't know, if you're up to take a look at it, I'll gladly bring it by. I'll do all the legwork. I'll pay you handsomely if we can try to like get this thing to at least not have like splits you know and like panels that are like exactly. falling off of yeah. it i mean that's pretty wild so yeah well we got to we'll take care of this buddy we're, we're this yeah. one this one will this one i i promise you that this will be a, a very happy update someday on this show i think it will get be to, where we I'm, get to talk about how it's now and wonderful i'm happy and i do have uh in the meantime i've got my little martin copy guy yeah. that i can yeah play, yeah so exactly a little korean guy that i got for like love 70 that, bucks that guitar. Yeah, what a great, great guitar. find but uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for being on the ride with me, man. Always. I think, you know, you know, we ride hard on the on the. We do. I don't train. think they knew, you know, when they gave me that quote, you know, who who I am. Where they were freaking. Who do you know who, who you, I am? You, know you, you should have pulled. You know what? You're yeah. talking to. You know what I'm talking to. I will say this one last thing. They yeah. had a funny disclaimer. I don't know if you saw it in the uh, at the bottom of the quote. 
or maybe it was in the email, but it was basically like, yeah, if you don't go ahead and tell us not to work on All this, we're right. just going to go ahead and do the, work. do the work. So I responded immediately. And I was like, don't please, yeah, please do not start work on yeah. this. And then they did respond and were like, hey, man, no problem. Yeah. Like, let us know if you want us to start. Otherwise, we'll just hang on to it. Okay. So luckily, they responded. And I'm not like sitting here with anxiety being like, I hope they're not just working on this mm-hmm. guitar because that would be fucking insane. That'd be, that'd be wild uh, town. But yeah. Yeah, man, that's it. Well, but I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like that's kind of that was like the, I don't want to like end on such a start. Okay. Do you want to have one little last yeah, little let's little, do a little, little dipsy-do conversation? Cheer, okay, here's a quick little. I got a little question for you here. So I noticed this on on the gear page, which is one of the only gear forums that I ever really sure. go to these days. There was a thread, uh, and they're talking about an interesting thought, and that is, what is the the big three of guitar makers? Yeah. You know, I feel like we've always got Fender and Gibson in the mix. Always. Those are those are those are the, Fighting the first, for first two that we're going to be talking right. talking about. Who do you put? Who do you rate, the Senor David, as number three? Electric guitars, maybe. So that's a because that's a, a very important question. Because if it was acoustic, I would say it has to be Martin, right? I mean, Martin or Taylor? The Taylor is, a, is a big old player. Well, I would these actually days. then I would actually say Martin Taylor and Gibson for acoustics would probably be the three. For a, and that would I don't know if you would agree with that, but probably right. Probably, Fender but here's here's the thing. I mean, I feel like we're when you're doing that, you're ignoring Ibanez. Mm-hmm. There's Yamaha. Mm-hmm. There are these big, big brands that you know. Even even some of like the you know Korean manufacturers, like the Samic factory that like makes right. a bunch of stuff for all the different Schecters and whatnot of the world. Well, I would toss out Yamaha because they make so many other instruments. If mm-hmm. we're just going to talk guitars. Okay. Um, and amps not included because I know Fender makes amps and all that stuff. Sure. But, like you're just talking guitars. That's what their name is. You know, obviously they make the roads and all that other fun stuff. But like Yamaha to me is like, oh, they could fill up a catalog with like if you get a, a, a musician's friend catalog or whatever. Yamaha's in every section of that catalog, like the drums, yeah. the keyboards, right. you know, so this. So I'd probably throw them out as okay. like guitar, like a big guitar. So you're just thinking, and, and I would, and then add that Ibanez is a big one. Though. I would say Gretsch is someone I think about sometimes, but yeah. because they're like, well, it turns out I, I thought that they're owned by Fender, but it, they, it, it yeah. turns out it's not it's like specifically. Yeah, there's like this. They're contracted by Fender, but not owned or something like okay. that. The way they, but anyways, I, I I sort of like eliminate them because they're part of this yeah. other. Like you're saying, this like not really a fair comparison. What do you think about Ernie Ball? Love them. Do you think they should, they could be considered in that conversation of the the big makers? I do, but I don't know if they're popular enough. Okay, so uh, in terms of just like sales and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know their sales, and I you know obviously we don't have the metrics here, but mm-hmm. like I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I would think like, yeah, they're they're big to me and I know who they are, but I don't know if everybody would know. Like, I don't know if somebody would go to Guitar Center and be like, oh, let me grab the Ernie Ball off the wall. Dude, I, I, they've got so many cool signature guitars these days. I feel like that might be turned around a little bit. Yeah. I don't know, though. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. I think you've got, it's Didn't a, it's they a partner point. with somebody, too? I thought they partnered with Yamaha or something. I don't. Th- I think Ernie Ball remains. Are they still their own thing? I, unless I'm unless I'm totally mistaken. I thought yeah. that they're still their own thing. I'm not sure. They about. might be. They might be. Hmm. Um. So yeah, so for electric guitar, my big three. Yeah. Fender and Gibson, obviously. The third, you know what's so funny, man? Because I Dude, there's a big one we haven't even mentioned yet. Rickenbacker? No, but that is a good call. That'd be a big one. But again, how many times do you see like a a new Rickenbacker guitar? The basses are very popular. But the guitars, I feel like not as many people play. Before you before you say it, I wanna I wanna I wanna throw another one out there. Yeah. PRS. Oh, it's huge. PRS is really big and I think, really popular. And not only are they, not only are they, do they sell a lot because they have a wide range now with the off offshore sort of stuff. Yeah, they're also just a very popular brand. People aspire to own a PRS. Oh yeah, there are multiple dad forums because their high end stuff is like really really nice. You can take a swim in the size of those and they, flamey blues and, and they have like and the, S, the SE series which is like an affordable exactly. you know, Korean made I yeah. think. So uh that's a good one. I would put that up there. I mean when I think of when I first started playing music, everybody wanted a PRS because this was like mid 90s when that was like I know you have coolest. a soft spot for the PRS. I do. I don't know if I'll ever own one, yeah. but I can appreciate like like just recently Maybe if you like level your your just like dadness in life up at some point yeah you'll be like oh well, all of a sudden i just crave a flamey double cut you know what they have though um they have the dragon inlays which are pretty cool and you the bird do, inlays you do i like, like the birds you like you do those birds those flying birds but you know what i don't like is the headstock i can't stand it 
It's yeah. so little. It doesn't fit. Yeah. But they they make nice tops for sure. Really Have you ever like seen the, the Santana headstock? Maybe you'd like that Is one that a, a little, little bit bigger? more. It's a little more symmetrical, a little bigger. I, I guess know. I'd have to see. I'm, what do you think really of the knows. Silver Skies, the the like the sort of Strat one? Yeah, I mean, I know they're very popular. But what do you think? I mean, the headstock on those. It looks ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't... They, it's a kind of... They did a reverse, basically. Did they flip so it? So it kind of looks a little closer to like a Strat headstock with some Because it has like the higher out. part yeah. on the top. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, but I know they're great. Like, I know people... Because they, again, they make... They just came out with the lower end series of yeah. the Silver Skies. But now they have, but those were always expensive guitars. Like the John Mayer, right? American you know, signature ones, right. is like a really nice guitar. Um, I don't know, man. It's okay. A hard so one. do it. Here it is. Top three. Who do you? Who do you? Who do you? Who's your? Who's your three? The big three. Yeah, you know. Now that I think about it, man, I think you made a really good point. And I, I'm going to say, as as much as I probably wouldn't buy one, I would say PRS is probably number three for me. Okay. On that list, that's what, fair. What do you think? Yeah, I went back and forth a lot on it, and and I and I mean, of course, I mean Fender Gibson, but uh, P, I I think it might depend on what day you ask me. <laughs> what you're what you're craving at the time today? Too. It's not even what I'm craving. It's just what I think I see in the war in the world. Right, right. I think it's Ibanez, maybe because there are just so many people out there with yeah affordable Ibanez and I, they've been they've had them for affordable guitars for a really long yep. time and then now a lot of the really cool hip guitar hero type players like P- Tim Henson from Polyphia and the other guitar player's name I always forget mm-hmm. and uh, it, they play and there I, I actually mean Pliny might not play Ibanez there but there are there are a lot of players like that um Yvette Young there are that like that are just like popular with younger right. guitar hotshots and they're all playing Ibanez right now which is funny because that's they, they it was kind of that way with PRS again, for like, a minute and, and even with uh, Ibanez in the 90s yep. like you know Korn and fucking Steve like, Vai Steve Vai for sure um, it's all it is of course it's cyclical but it's it's tough to say like you said I, I that's a PR, hard one PRS is a real hard one but I feel like if I'm going to say right now top big three I've got I just feel like I don't know I, I gotta say Ibanez yeah I think that's that's a wise move you know to say that plus again they're not I don't believe they make much more than guitars and basses obviously right they don't make keyboards right Mm, they, they make pedals, the pedals. Like the tube yeah that's I, i'll let that slide i'll let that slide because they don't make like drums you know? right exactly yeah yeah no it's it, it's it is all it's it is fairly specified that's a funny that. one i bet with that thread it was like people were just battling for like what was number three right? of course yeah 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 that's all was was there any yeah i mean i want to say rickenbacker because i think the bases if you did top three bass selling bases well, Fender is like the first 40 and then everybody well, I, else. But I would say like the top three companies, I would say Fender, Gibson, and then Rickenbacker. Not Ibanez? Oh, you know. <laughs> Gibson, you know what? Honestly. Gibson would probably be lower Gibson might be out one. of the mix. Yeah. yeah, they might be out of the top the top three on that one because the uh, Ibanez's are very popular. Yeah. Places. Yeah. Yeah, it's just funny. That just shows the world that I'm like my head's just always in like. Now you're gonna start doing Ibanez uh, wish lists. And I've had, I've owned, searches. I've owned two Ibanez, ba- three Ibanez bases before. I own two Ibanez guitars. You still have any? I have, a, I have an RG six string and an RG seven string that That's Dan right. Liu has had for years now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a real grab bag of a beefer, I gotta say. Yeah, but we definitely beefed it out. We were all uh, over the place. And so. Oh, man, I just, I don't know. I, I look forward to this every week, man. Me too, I, thanks, thanks for being here and doing this with me. Yeah, I had a man. real good time chatting about Absolutely. gear shit Can't with wait till next week, man. Can't wait until next week. Hopefully we've got some more positive we'll things some to updates. share yeah, in the I'm world. Sure. And folks, if you made it to the end of this just wonderful grab bag of a potpourri beefer with us, uh, why don't you go make some music? <laughs>